Now over the twenty over the twenty some years that I've 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 given people messages that because I didn't jump around and levelate off the floor and say, Thus saith the Lord, people think it's not God. Stop. Be still. <clears throat> that people think it's not God. Okay. <clears throat> now I want to give you a little scenario. There was a young couple that came to Jubilee several years ago. Probably been 10 years or more now. And you don't need to know who they are because you don't need to be a nosebag or a busybody. You need to pray. <clears throat> and I married this young couple. They asked if I would marry them. I said, yes. <clears throat> but I said, I'm going to sit and counsel you first. I said, put God first in your life. That's what matters. Put God first. Because the enemy's going to come. He won't take you out all at once. He does little things to irritate you, to frustrate you, to shut you down. I know what I'm talking about. I've been in this for 50 years, so I know what I'm talking about. And, and when I talk to people, I can tell it's, it's going right over their head. They're staring a hole right through me. I know they're not paying attention. And to their demise, because they won't listen. God said it over and over and over. He said, you're a stiff-necked, hard-hearted people. It means they won't listen. They've got their minds set. They're going to do it their way, and that's it. And they will struggle the whole way through. And a lot of times, till they're down on their knees, crawling on the ground, losing just about everything. They had their common sense and sanity hit and everything else. And I said, uh, after I married them, they said they wanted to pray, wanted me to pray, and they thought would give them. I love this part, you know, they asked you something, and you pray, and they get what they ask. They get what they ask. You hear what I'm saying? They get what they ask. I keep saying that. They get what they ask. God said, call and I'll answer. It's the word of God. Call and I'll answer. They ask and they get. And then they don't serve him. This that we do up here every Sunday is not about entertainment. When you sit and just look, you're looking at it like entertainment. It's not entertainment. It's worship. That's your first 5, 10, 15 minutes to worship. Clap your hand, stomp your foot. God said the foolish things, the foolish things, the foolish things, things that seem stupid, ignorant, they religious, however you want to look at it, don't make sense. It's not supposed to, that's why God does it. But a lot of people, if they stomp their foot, clap their hands, yell, if you've got to stand in church and yell out loud, you will break those chains of bondage, of frustration that you've been under month after month, year after year. And people won't do it. They know it. They hear it in here. If you just clap your hands, if you just shout, they hear it. Because it's the Word. Obedience brings deliverance. You will not be set free from those bondages until you obey what God said. Well, that's a lot of work. Yes, it is. Good 
But I said, I'm going to pray that you get a job. And I prayed that they got a job, and Harley Davidson opened up. Him and her both got hired. Just like that, they got hired. And right now, Harley's not doing Harley nothing. But when I was there, there was like 36 or 3,700 people. And it went all the way down to 700 people. That's how bad they got. We lost all the benefits that we had six, eight weeks, a year of vacation. And I was making over $25, $28 an hour. I mean, it was really booming. It was really doing good. And I said, now listen close. I said that because they weren't listening close. I said, pay attention to me, because they weren't paying attention. See, God knows exactly what to say to people. He reads your heart, and they were not paying attention. They were not listening to the word I was saying. I'm not talking to you, I'm just giving you. Uh, and they got the job, and they both were bringing home $800 to $1,200 a week. Now, this was 10, 12 years ago. That was good money. And I said, now, God told me to tell you this. Stay close to the church. Now, people think I say that because I'm a pastor, because I want to build the church. No, nothing could be further from the truth. I'm telling you for your benefit. When I tell you stuff, it's for your benefit. <coughs> Some of you in there, the devil's sniffing around at your doorstep. He's sniffing. He's sniffing. The Bible says he roams to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He can't devour unless you let him. You need God to help you. There's several of you in there. He's been sniffing for quite some time. And there's a spirit that wandered into the church. An ugly spirit. It's called spectatorship. Instead of being a participator, God's people become spectators. Is it over yet? And they can't wait till they get out. And little by little, the enemy set them. Are you listening to me, church? Now God's talking. He's talking to some people. Maybe not everybody. I may not be talking to everybody, but there's a handful that God's talking to. He's been sniffing. Until everything goes upside down, you're going to say, Pastor was right. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. My boss used to have a plaque on his desk. And he said, I'm not always right, but I'm always the boss. I'm not always right, but I'm the pastor. And I know. I know. That's why God put me in this position to trust me, to tell him. Because he loves you. God loves his people. But people are stubborn. They won't listen. Well, that's Brother Tom. But if I announce we got a special speaker that your light's coming next Sunday, boy, you'll be here with bells on. 
Because you think, because he's going to call you by name, call you out, speak a special word over you, that's going to be fulfilled quicker than what your pastor said. Do you know a, per, a pastor is the less, least person that people listen to? He's disrespected. He's not taken at face value. Hello? Say amen. I'm talking to you all. But God said to tell you that because if you do, don't stop. That's a powerful phrase. Don't stop. And you know what he's talking about. Don't stop. I don't care if the house is on fire. Call 911 and come to church. That's what I mean. If the car's backfiring and blowing purple smoke, don't stop. Come to church. Because if you do, if you fight the good fight, God said this time, He will prove Himself to you how much He really loves you. Because I know all the battles and all the things you question. And you've said that now. You, you tell me whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. You've said within yourself, God, do you really love me? Now, did you did you not? Am I telling the truth? Tell, tell the people. You said that within yourself. God, do you love me? He's telling you. If you don't stop. Listen to what he's saying. Now, this is just for you. If you don't stop. He's going to show His love to you. Things are going to change. You don't have to work to make them change. He's going to change them. Things around you in your life are going to start changing. They're going to take for the better. They're going to happen to you. You ladies, lay your hands on her. And Judy, you're going to pray the prayer of faith right now. That her feet will become like Hans' feet. She'll run toward the things of God and not away from the things of God. Yes, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the work that you've done in Holly today. Lord, I believe Pastor's words to her are more true than ever, Lord God. That you have a plan for her life. She's not done. She's not wore out. She's not went too far. Sometimes I think maybe she might have thought she went too far. There's no way back, but there's a way back. Father God, strengthen her in the power of your might. She can't do this on her own. Because I know some of her life situations and things that she goes through and faces. But Father God, with your help, she can. She can do exactly what you've asked her to do, Lord. Make her strong in you. Help her, Father, to be an overcomer this time. To go all the way through with you and to be that light to her family. They're walking. Let us know walking in utter darkness, Lord. They're walking in utter darkness, Lord. They need someone to show them what I can do. They know Holly's life. They know the things she struggled with. When you change her, Lord, you can change them, and they will see. They will see it. Come on, you ladies. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. They will see it, Holly. Pray in the Spirit. Oh, Father, we just 
thank you for the work you're doing today. In our heart, in our life, in our minds. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, that young couple that I married and I told him, I said, now don't put God on the shelf. I said, keep him number one priority in your life till you grow. Till you grow. People think they got it all together and they got it all in the bag, but they don't. You have to grow. They just live by faith. You, you've got to know that your faith is rooted and grounded in the Word of God. And they didn't listen. And they went away and they bought a house way down in Loganville somewhere. They came to church about two times, I think. I knew I knew what they were going to do. I knew that. I knew it in my spirit. You, know, you just know stuff in your spirit and it grieves. Your pastor goes away grieved a lot of times because he knows the sheep are not listening. <clears throat> Especially when you give a message. You know it goes over their head and Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. No, no. You've got the authority. You've got the dominion that God has handed through the second Adam to you. If, he, if you're truly born again, He lives in you. You've got the characteristics of Christ in you. He doesn't go nowhere. He stays there. He never leaves you, never forsakes you. He's there till the trumpet sound. That characteristic is in there. So He's anointed your anointing. 
He prayed for the sick. You can pray for the sick. Yes. He got the lost one. You can win the lost. He raised the dead. You can raise the dead. You can do whatever he did and greater works he said than I do. So they went away and they bought this house because they were making all this money way down in Loganville. And just within a, a short while, it might have, might have went three years or whatever. It wasn't very long. They both got laid off, both of them, not to come back. Well, they got frantic, they lost their house, they got a divorce, and I, I don't know what happened to them after that. Because they wouldn't listen. If they'd have listened and stayed close till they got strong, yeah, you got to get strong in the Lord. I know I've been doing this for a long time. You've got to be strong. That devil out there hates you. He hates you and he don't care what angle he has to attack you. He'll attack you mentally, physically, financially, maritally. He'll attack you in every way he can to bring you down. When does it stop? Never. It will never stop till Jesus comes. That's why he gives us the authority and the power in us so that we can overpower him. We're to be overpowered in you to put him in his face. If you can really see him by faith, this is what he looks at. Look at me, church. This is what he really looks like. A little block of wood sitting on your shoulder. It's all the bigger he is. He just helps and puffs and makes a lot of noise. He's nothing. He's not as much as you think he is. But he does a lot of angles to, to make you shake, to make you quake, to make you frustrated. I know. I know. I'm a pastor and I, I go through those battles. Some nights I lay awake all night long and he torments me and won't let me sleep. You ain't going to make it. You're going to fail. <laughs> How many see some of the new people God's been bringing in? Are you paying attention? Yeah. Are you awake? Are you paying attention? See, God knows how to fill the seats back up when we don't quit, when we don't give up, when we hang in. <laughs> see, that's part of the battle that you've got to fight. If you don't fight no battle, you're not, you're not worth the hill of beans to God. You gotta be able to fight the battle. Amen. You missing out. Don't forget. Don't quit. Yes, you're next. You're next. Oh, Mrs. Percy. All right. She was talking a while ago. You have many hats on your plate. She does. Many things. You do many things, and you love to do them. You're not lazy and you don't hate what all the things God gives you do, but sometimes you get weary. Sometimes it gets tired. Sometimes, sometimes it gets heavy. God spoke to you some time ago. He said to get the Word and to devour it, to eat it. Did you really do that? Okay. God said to do it till it begins to speak to you. Sit down and do it. And the Word will speak to you. The Word is Jesus. He fulfilled the Word. When you read the Word, you're reading what He said. And He will begin to speak to you out of that Word. The Holy Ghost is for everyone. It's part of the command. He didn't ask them if they want to. He comes.
command them to go into the upper room and stay there. Now, during the day that that happened, there was 500 converts, 500, that gave their heart to God. And out of that 500, does anybody know how many of them listened and went in the upper room? 120. Where was the other 380? They didn't think it was necessary. But God said you'll begin to see the change that you've been praying and crying for. But you've got a hunger and thirst. That's what he's telling you. Hunger and thirst beyond whatever the enemy told you about the Holy Ghost. It's the most wonderful thing besides redemption that will ever happen in your life. Because he said to pray in the Spirit, not in your cultural language. We need to lay our cultural language aside. That's for here. That's for communication in this life in America. But you've got a heavenly language that you're born from above. And so that you can communicate with the Father, you need to get hungry. Hunger and thirst after righteousness. Righteousness is everything that's right. Speaking in tongues is right. That's the reason it's the most controversial subject in the body of Christ. The body of Christ decades have fought and argued over the Spirit, filled with the Spirit and speaking with other tongues. Because it's what God wants. And you have to get so hungry, you say, God, I want what you want. And I mean when you get hungry to want what He wants, something different will happen. You'll change gears. You'll go into the heavenly of heavenlies. And all of a sudden, you'll see God move in your household the way you desire to see him move. Okay? Okay? Let's pray. We want a hunger and a thirst. I mean, a hunger and a thirst. And she can't wear them other hats until she wears that hat first. Hunger and thirst. Oh, I am your heavenly Father, saith the Lord. I change not. And yea, I say unto you to be still now. Be still and listen. Be still and listen. There is none beside me, saith the Lord. None. Let me be first and foremost. When I take first and foremost place in every area of your life, I will begin to move on the situation that your heart cries the most for. I will do it just for you, saith your Father. Oh, Can you look at me a minute? And Daddy, see what it is? Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Holy Ghost is faithful. The devil's lied. Now, does the devil lie? Yeah, he's lied to me. He's lied. He lies to everybody. 
and you've got your mind and eye on people that's had it, and they, it's because they used it, it didn't use them. The Holy Spirit has to use you. You can't use it. That's what some people that you saw did. They used it to no avail. And they discouraged a lot of folks. Don't get your eye on them. Jesus said, I am the author and the finisher of your faith. Ask God to avert your vision back on Him. In time to give you that heavenly hunger, that heavenly thirst. Do we have any in here that would like to hunger and thirst for the Holy Ghost? Nobody? Nobody? How about a refill? Refill, right? To refill. Okay. Oops, no. You told you don't want Some people don't understand. Lay your hands on her, will you? How many that have heard? Good. I like that. No hands. Good. God gives me a word for you. Look at me. He said, focus. Focus. When you get alone in your prayer time, focus. So when you focus, he said, shut everything else up. Shut out your time clocks. Shut out John. Shut out the barn work. Shut out. Shut out. Shut out. And focus. Focus as if he's going to come in the room and visit just you. And if you do that, he will. You'll begin to focus and you'll feel his presence. See, <clears throat> sometimes we have to let him know that this life does not matter more than him. We do it sometimes we don't know. Okay? It's a matter of not knowing. Okay? It's not that you're doing it in ignorance or anything. It's just sometimes you just don't. He knows the hustle and the bustle of the days that we live in, that he'll snatch our time. Make up your mind. This is time for me and Dad. And I'm not allowing no one or not a thing to slip into my prayer time. I'm going to worship you. See, he wants worship. He just doesn't want to be a Santa Claus where we seek his hand, but seek his face. Seek who he is. Not what he can give us. You know, they have that song out, you know, they give me a pool table, give me a swimming pool, give me exotic cards, give me a bank account. And they're seeking all those things. But they don't seek the giver. Okay? He's your, he's your everything. And you get alone, and when you seek him, something will begin to change. Now, you don't do it one time and think that's it's magic. It's not Disney World, okay? We're not living in Disney World. How many days that? 
It's not Disney World. God is an awesome God, but He'll only do what we allow Him to do. People think God can come in and God can just do everything. God can give us a big bank account and God can give us a raise. And yes, God can do that, but He wants us to worship Him for who He is. He's all, he already has all those things waiting on you. Mansions and, and streets of transparent gold. A city that's 14, 1,500 miles square. That's deep, high, high, long. One big city that all us millions of our brothers and sisters that we haven't even met yet all over this planet will be there. And eons of times we'll have to sit down and discuss all the good things with them. And some things you won't be amazed because you saw this face. We need to worship, 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 worship. Daddy loves to worship. So when you worship, Daddy will change the thing you sound. You. You all the way in the back, yeah. Nobody inside of you. <laughs> you can just stand right there. Now you've been telling me some things, basically the one same thing. Almost three weeks in, at least three weeks in a row. That somebody's been saying, okay? God told me to tell you the wolf is sniffing around. Okay, thank you. You hear what she said? Say it again. I know. See, God's good. Ain't God good? Now, I don't live with her. I don't, you know, I'm not there out of conversation. But God said to tell you that the wolf is sniffing around. What does the wolf do? He devours. He's looking for his lunch. He's looking for his next meal. And he's seeking for those he can devour. That means pull you down. Discourage you. Get you out of the race. Okay. And he said to beware. Beware. Beware, I hear that strong. Beware. Because the wolf is disguised. He's wearing sheep's clothing. You know what that means? Looks like a sheep. Smells like a sheep. Sounds like a sheep. But inside, they have an ill motive. The ill motive is to snare you. Don't think you can handle it by yourself. I know that. See, see, the Holy Ghost is talking to me. See, she's reverberating everything to me that I'm telling her she's saying. She said, I know that. See, how do I know? Because the Holy Spirit knows everything. He's the comforter. God sent him to be the comforter. I know because he talks to everyone if you listen. We get so distracted by the world. We don't have people. I've had people tell me, God don't speak to me. How did you ever get saved? God don't speak to you. How did you ever get saved? Hello, church. You couldn't have got saved because the Bible says, my Bible, 
don't know what Bible you read. The Bible says, unless the Spirit draws him, he can't find the Father. So he's speaking to you. He had to speak to you for you to come. I wasn't even told those things 50-some years ago. And I went with my wife a couple times. She coaxed me, so to speak, to go. And I went. See, the enemy knows how, God knows how to snare you away from the enemy. And I got there, and boy, the power of God moved on me. I never felt nothing like that in my life. But now I've felt it many times since, and it's the most marvelous thing to have the power of God come on you and let you know. Because what he'll say to you is just one time. Just one time. He always says one time. If he can snare you one time, then he's going to set a trap for the second time. And he's going to set a trap for the third time. He's going to set a trap for the fourth time. I'm sorry. Now what God's saying to me to tell you, lay your hand on your spirit. Say, Father, I always, I always want you, want you. First, and foremost, first and foremost on the throne of my heart. And no one else, by the grace of God, will ever take your place. In Jesus' name. Now, you believe that prayer? Yes, I do. Okay. And keep that prayer. And pray it often. When the wolf comes sniffing, pray it again. When the wolf comes sniffing, pray it again. Keep praying it until you know it overpowers. Okay? See, that's what the enemy does. Listen closely, church. God will never steal his sheep out of a fool for another fool. God will never. The enemy is the thief. Read your Bible. The enemy is the thief. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We lost four or five families because they listened to the wolf. And the wolf. Huh? I never Say by the grace of God. See, this is the key that we have to learn. Don't never say, I will never. Don't ever say that. Because the middle letter of pride is what? I. I. That's pride being lifted up. Don't ever say, I will never. Because when you say, I will never, that's exactly what you will do. The enemy's already got you in the snare. He's already got the trap set. And you'll do exactly what you said, I will never do. You say, by the grace of God. I say, by the grace of God, I'll never go back to who I used to be. I know who I am. I'm not who I want to be, but I'm not who I used to be. See, you need to know that within your spirit. Okay? And be careful. The closer you get to God, the more the devil turns up the heat. The more Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego prayed, the more they went to church, so to speak, the more they loved the Lord, the more they gave, the more the devil turned up the heat. And the man in charge got so furious, he turned that heat seven times hotter or to where it was white hot. And the neat part was that's when the power of God gets greater. If you're worshiping the Father, the power gets greater. 
he turns up the divine power and he gets greater. But he'll test your heart. He said those tests come. God does not tempt no one. The devil tempts. But God tests. God will test you to prove your heart, he said. Your heart is your spirit man. He wants to know what's setting on there. If you're not careful, he sifts you. He said to Peter, the enemy sifts you like wheat a little at a time. A little here, a little there. A little here, a little there. He does it in little ways where he disguises himself and you don't get it till you're off guard until he knocks you out and your crops out from under you and he has you. And he uses people closest to us. That's who he uses. The people closest to us. And he says, your enemy, your enemy. Listen what God says now. The enemy. I know you face this. You're one of those that God was speaking when he said there's several that come sniffing. You're one. You're one. Be careful. God said to tell you, be careful. Yeah, definitely because I spoke to you. <laughs> but you know you're one. You recognize it. See, that's the thing. Paul said, Paul said, not Pastor Tommy, but Paul said, I'm quoting what Paul said. Paul said, follow me as you see me follow Christ. If your pastor you think is following Christ, then you follow what I tell you. Do what I tell you because I'm following Christ. Now, if I quit following Christ, you see me doing things that's not right or not just, then don't follow me no more. Then go somewhere else. But look at what's happened to your life. Now, I just want you quickly, how many of you in here, something good had happened in your life since you came here? Keep them up. Look around. Look around. I believe everybody has their hand up. Look at these ladies. Something good must have happened. She come back. <laughs> Sharon, it's good to have you again today. She said, I said to her, who told you about Jubilee? This is kind of neat. God is so good because he's got the hook out. He's hooking them. He said the last day he's hooking those that he can hook. She said, I go over here to the laundromat. And I wanted to come over here to see what it was. See, curiosity. Huh? He threw the hook and brought her from the laundromat. She must have liked it because she come by and brought her friend with her. Isn't God good? Yes, he is. I don't pay no attention to the devil. See, the devil tried to snare some and take them out because if they're not going to grow, they might as well go. You don't grow, you might as well go. It's not going to intimidate me no more. Because God told me a long time ago. He said, cast your care. Boy, I tell you, that's a hard thing when you run a minister. Trust me. When people say bad things to you and come in your face and talk bad about you and others come and say, do you know someone said about you? No, I didn't know that, but now I do. And if you're not prayed up, I'm telling you, it'll knock, your, knock you off at your knees. Trust me. You've got to have your hand in the hand of the man. And you can't let go for nothing. For nothing. I don't let go for even my own wife. I love her very much. She can tell you I preach to her at home as much as I do. 
I'll tell her, I said, that ain't God. I'll preach to her. Why? Because, man, I want her to pray for me when I need prayer. you got to be careful. But God said also, lay your hands on her. You lay your hands on her because I'll respect you. And you too. You three. You too. You too need you also. Pray for her because the enemy's sniffing. She come here and she told me, said, Pastor Tommy, see, sometimes you worry about your sheep because you know the enemy's got to hook him and try to drag him away. And I was praying for her the other week. She came up to me and she said, you know, I like coming here. I said, boy, that may be so good today. So I was thinking about teaching me because she told me. She said, I like coming here. She said, you and Pastor Judy are really sweet. If you have to go, you can go. She said, you and Pastor Judy are sweet people. She said, the people here are so nice to me. She said, I love coming here, and I'm learning, I'm growing. You just have a wonderful weekend, you sweet people. We love you. Thanks for coming. Take care of that cute little one. If you ever have to go, and we're long because it's different today, and we're ministering to people, and I said, okay, you can get up and go. That won't intimidate us because that's the way God works. Father, I want the Holy Ghost, I want the fire of God to fall around this sister. I mean, fall in the front and in the back, in the top and the bottom, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, the fire to fall and burn out all the dross that would try to attach itself to her, to try to drag her down, to drag her back. The devil's a liar in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He's defeated. That's it. That's it. Just lift your hands and praise in the Spirit. All right. Go ahead. Get filled up. Praise Him in the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sister, you can come help pray. I'm sorry. Sometimes I, I just get a few. Just You don't have to sit back if you love to pray for people. Just get behind her there somewhere and pray. <laughs> Yes. Father God would say to you today, I'm doing a work in your life, my daughter. I love you with an everlasting love. And I say unto thee, walk cautiously before me. Walk softly, saith the Lord. Walk like your own eggshell. Because the enemy is sniffing. He is sniffing. The pastor is right. He's sniffing. He's sniffing. Because he would try to snare you. Be cautious, my daughter. Pray in that heavenly language in your prayer time. Exercise your gift, yea, and pray up, building up your most holy faith so that you will not fail in the time of testing, saith the Lord. And I will guard you. I will be with you, saith the Lord. I will be with you. I will watch over you. Now you hear what the Lord says? The Lord said to pray in that spirit 
because you cannot do it in yourself. Don't think that you can handle the enemy by yourself because you can't. You can't even see. How are you going to fight somebody you can't even see? You can't. You see the results of it. You see the murder and the death and all the ugly things that goes on out there in the world. You see the results of what he does, but you can't see him. Go ahead.
same intoxicating voice. And it will intoxicate you to where it will get you to listen. And as long as you keep your mouth shut, he'll walk right over you. You need to ask God for boldness. Those of you that I'm talking to, you need to ask God for the spirit of boldness. God sent me to where I'm going and until he tells me different, that's where I'm going to stay till the rapture takes place. Amen. See, we need to be bold. We need to stand up. We had a voice in our family who used to do the same thing for months and months and months and years and years. And one day I just got bold. And I told my wife, I said, we're going to shut that voice up here now. Where we're going is where God led us. If God told us to go to Africa, we'd board a plane and pack our bags and we'll go to Africa. But right now, we're to go to York Anna. That's where God sent us and that's where we're going. And we stayed with that ministry 28 years. We worked there hard. We mowed the yard. We painted with a brush. We vacuumed. We cleaned. We had the porta potty anointing. We did whatever God gave us to do. We shook hands at the door. I did all these things. We did all these things. Hear that? That's a helicopter coming. Are you ready? That's how quick it's going to happen. Trumpet's going to sound. But God would make me bold this morning. I don't too often say it. A lot of times I sense it or feel it and I don't say it. But you need to know the enemy. You need to know your enemy. You need to know his tactics. Paul said to use discernment. He prayed that the church would know discernment more than it. Where's that voice? Where's that voice coming from? There's only three voices that will speak to you in your whole entire life. Are you listening? God, the devil, and self. God, the devil, and self. You've got to be careful about self. If self is not quoting the word of God, be careful what it's saying. God will always quote his word. His will is his word, and his word is his will. That does never change, never has, and it never will. But when somebody comes snooping and sniffing and they're telling you things other than what's in the word, don't pay no attention to it. People left this church to go to another church, and they said they're on a journey. I said, you're on a journey, all right. They told me it was God's journey. I said, it's not God's journey. The devil's lied to you. So you've got to be bold not to be afraid. And that's not being rude or disrespectful. That's saving a soul. When you be rude and tell them, you will not come from one church and have all the benefits and go to another church that has 50% of benefits or 25% of the benefits or 10% of the benefits. Hello, does that make sense? How many of you is going to have a top job paying $25, $30 an hour? and go in here to Wendy's or McDonald's and get $5 an hour. Duh! <laughs> he said the natural is spiritual to the parallel of the spiritual. What's natural is spiritual. 
I wouldn't do that, so I wouldn't do it in the spirit. I don't leave a church with all the benefits and go to something that has less the benefit. Hello? This is my 100% benefit. I got my Holy Spirit here, and this is where I plan to stay. See? This is where it's at for me. This is building my relationship with God here. See, and that's it. I've been to other churches, and it's like you said, it's a happy, feel-good church where they just make you feel good by giving coffee and giving this and giving that, but they don't teach the Word, or it's music playing for 45 minutes out of an hour. Worshiping is great, but... For me, I need to learn the word to keep growing word. and building my relationship need, with God. The word is always number one. Yes. The word is always number one. Never yes. give the word second or third place. It's always yep. number one. Exactly. And worshiping God. When you read the word, you're worshiping God. You're reading, and the word will speak to you. God is a good God. Yes, He is. Amen. Amen. Move over to the front and center. <laughs> I don't necessarily have a lot of gratification for you because you, you've been already been seeing. You've been going through the test for some time and you've already seen. You already know. Now, the only thing God that I feel the word of God would give to you is how you handle it. You've got to love those individuals. You've got to love butter milk in your tongue. You've got to love them. You know you're right. I'm not talking just to you, I'm talking to myself too. Because I know. I face the person like that and I to fight the bullet on your neighbor. But God said love. Love. It's his love. See, we can't, it's not your love. It's not human love. It's supernatural love. It's God, give me, give me, God, give me. You got to get the gimme. Give me your love. Because his love passes all understanding. See, the understanding that God gives you is to love that person in spite because he died for them no matter what position or shape they were in. God loves them. So we have to do the same thing. If Christ lives within us, we have the characteristic of Christ. And that's the fruit of the Spirit. Nine fruits of the Spirit. And you can read them in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And we need to read them so that we treat the people with kindness, with love, meekness. We have to be long-suffering. It means you've got to put up with a lot. Now, God's trying to grow his church today. God is nurturing. God has given you a word of gratification today to let you know how much he loves you. And that's what God does. It's always to build you up. The word, the, the edification is to exhort you, build you up, make you feel good to go away on a high, a spiritual high. And I love when God talks to me. I love it. You know, some time ago, a couple years ago, I was going through a lot of physical issues in my body, and I never told nobody I was going through. <clears throat> and the minister that we had was ministering to all the people, and sometimes the pastor gets overlooked or he's last or whatever. But the minister stopped and said, I'm not quite finished yet. And they looked at me like that and they said, Pastor, 
God's not done with you yet. Meaning the devil was trying to tell me he's going to kill me. I'm done. I'm dead. I'm going. It's over with. That's what he kind of put in my mind because of these issues. And they said to me, God's not done yet. I'm still here. That's been a couple years now. I'm still here. See, but the enemy will try to get into you. Why? Because the more love of God that you get, the more earnestness of God you get, the more hunger you get for God, the more the taxes come, the devil's going to turn up the heat. So be prepared. God's preparing some of you now. The heat's going to be turned up. Because as you grow, so will the test grow with the growth. Because that tests the heart. Your heart builds and it grows and God's preparing you for what's coming. There's a lot of things coming we think we understand, but we don't understand. So God has to test us and prepare us. And God's saying, if you can't handle that little bit, how are you going to handle all this? And we're not God. Our mind is limited. So we have to put on the supernatural to handle the supernatural. We can't handle the devil by ourselves. Trust me. I've been doing this for a long time, and I know. He will try to beat you to death. And the less people you think, people that I wouldn't have dreamed became my enemy. I would have never thought I loved that person with all my heart. I truly loved them. I prayed for them. I worked with them. And boy, they turned around and cut my throat. And if you're not rooted and grounded in the love of God, you'll fail. You will fall. As Peter, one of his closest disciples, he said, Satan would desire to have you. He desires to want you. And as you hunger, and as you grow, and as you develop. But your gifting is to give out to others. I love this new lady only come once. Second time she comes, she brought somebody with her. She went to the laundromat and come to church. Hello. She said, my wash was in the washer and I came to church. That's hunger, man. She was after. She's after something. See, that's what it is. Now, we need to pray. Her name is Sharon. Just say, sister. You know her face. And pray that she won't lose that hunger. That God will keep bringing her to the house of God. You know, God's adding. God's adding such as should be. He's bringing people. Now we need to pray for those people because the enemy's going to come sniffing after them. He's got to sniff after them this week. Try to discourage them. Car won't start. The alarm clock won't fall. She told me that's what happened today. The alarm clock came to fall. The enemy knows. The enemy knows. Well, it's too late. I won't have time to get in the shower. It's never too late. It's your hunger. I'm getting a shower, I don't care if I am late. I'm getting dressed, I don't care if I am late. I'm getting dressed, I don't care how far I am. See, the hunger will drive you after God. That's what he sees. He sees your hunger that you don't allow nothing to stop you or nothing to waylay you. You look at the mighty things God has done for you and Dan that you never thought would happen a couple years ago. He said so much doubt in you that I don't know how I'm ever going to make it, how we're we ever going to come out of that. And look what he's done. Because, because you hung in. Because you did fight the good fight. You didn't feel like it. 
You felt like kicking against yes. the bricks. You felt like quitting. You felt like giving up. See, the Holy Spirit's reading who you are. He knows who you are, and it's, they're just saying to me, I, I love you no matter what. <coughs> but God, God, I, see, I love to see people grow. I don't look at their failures and their faults and their whatever complaining. I want to see them get back up. That's what I preach for, to see you get back up, see you fight that fight, see you go on because he's got greater things. He's got more than the salon. He's got a great work for you. And I've told you several times, lay your head, hands on this hard head and win them to God. And when you feel bold, pray out loud. Don't be afraid to pray. And just be polite and say, do you care? I just feel like praying a word of prayer for you. And go ahead and pray while you're lather them up. Pray real good. I said, there's no better work than to lay your hands on those empty heads and win them to God. That's right. Let the Holy let the Holy Spirit that you know that can do a work. Let him do the work. It's, it's him, it's not us. He does the work. times where she didn't only walk, but she crawled through that valley more, where she felt so discouraged, so down, so alone. But God, you were there. You never left her. You never forsook her. You got your arms around her. I see Daddy put his arms around her. I see a new closeness. He's going to walk. Father God, that condition with that heart. You ladies, uh, put your hand on her heart. On her, on her heart. There's like a palpitation. Right? There's like a skip of a beat or a palpitation, correct? Sometimes when I have anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety. Now you know there's root causes, Satan. Take your hands off. We, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we root out. We get down in. We root out the cause. We root out that anxiety, Father God, because you have an anointing there that overrides that anxiety. Let that anointing, oh, fill her up with the Spirit, Lord. Patorobo shandarabakasiki. Yes, go ahead, worshiping. Worshiping, that's it, worshiping. Worshiping. Yes, 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 stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. The devil's a liar. You got a good heart. You got a good heart. There's nothing wrong with that heart. You got a good heart. The devil is a liar. Stress be gone. Stress be gone. Stress. Go. Calmness and peace take its place. Calmness and peace. From the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Give her the perfect peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord. 
Fanny, did you tell her anymore what I told you a couple months ago? Uh, not much. We've been all right. Come here.
say no who you are. You've got to be sincere.